the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Alright, come with me to Romans chapter 12 verse 9. We began a series of teaching on Monday and we want to see how far we can take it tonight. The Bible says, love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never be lacking in zeal. Somebody say, never be lacking in zeal. Or say it aloud, never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual word, favor. Somebody say, keep your spiritual favor. Look on the screen, let's read it together. One go, never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual favor serving the Lord. Somebody say, I don't lack in zeal. You may lack in money, don't lack in zeal. You may lack in wisdom, don't lack in zeal. Zeal is a vital spiritual force. If it is lacking in your spiritual life, your spiritual life has no future. Zeal is a vital force. Second Kings chapter 10 verse 16 to 17 the Bible said then he said come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. This is Jehu. Jehu had been anointed king by Elisha and Elisha. He had been anointed king at the time Ahab had taken leadership in Israel and during his reign he had messed up the people of God. The worship of Baal had been on the ascendancy. Everywhere you pass people were worshipping Baal. And Jehu was specifically anointed to execute God's judgment and restore Israel to God's order. And the thing he needed to accomplish that was zeal. Somebody say zeal. He executed it quickly and he said, come see my zeal for the Lord. Six biblical definitions of zeal. We said to be zealous means to be intensely passionate about God and the things of God. To be intensely, somebody say intensely when you are zealous for God, we say you are intensely passionate about God and the things of God. To be zealous is to be constantly on fire for God. To be zealous is to be sold out to God. And then to be zealous is to be committed in your service to God. To be zealous is to be emotionally attached to God. To be zealous is to be constrained or compelled by the love of God. Somebody say, I'm compelled by the love of God. Last night, Pastor James walked us through five important truths about zeal. We said that zeal cannot be hidden. It's impossible to be zealous and it will not be seen. There are many things you can hide. There are many things you can say, I have it in my heart. You can say, I love you from my heart. But you can't demonstrate zeal for God in your heart. Anybody who claims he has zeal for God and it's only in his heart is a pretender. 
when you have zeal for God, it will show. He said, come see my zeal for the Lord. Jesus' zeal was obvious. People saw his zeal. Number two, we said zeal is contagious. Who you associate with is important. He that walks with wise men shall be wise. A companion of who shall be destroyed. When you closely associate with zealous people, you will be zealous. Praise God. If I check your zeal level and it's not very hot, I can trace it down to who is your close body in church. Whoever is your close body is either keeping you hot or cold. Number three, he said zeal can be quenched. Somebody say it can be quenched. Yeah, it's a spiritual force and it can be quenched. It can be quenched. Number four, he said zeal is in degrees. Zechariah 8 2, he said, that says the Lord, I'm zealous for Zion with great zeal. Somebody say great zeal. Great zeal. Yeah, great zeal. Great zeal. Zeal is in degrees. And it's my prayer that by the time we are through with this series, your zeal will be on the increase. Your zeal will become greater and greater. And then, of course, we said the degree of your zeal for God is a crucial symptom of the state of your spiritual health. The zeal, the degree of your zeal for God, the degree of your zeal for God, the degree of your passion for God, the degree of your passion, hunger for God is a pointer to the state of your spiritual health. You can say anything you want to, but as long as the passion is not there, you cannot claim to be deceiving God. Look at Psalm 69 verse 8 to 9 as we begin to look at come see my zeal for the Lord part 3 but part 3 specifically we are looking at demonstrating zeal for God. He said I have become a stranger to my brothers. When zeal eats you up these are the things that people begin to say of you. I have become a stranger to my brothers. He said I'm an alien to my mother's children. Why? Because zeal for your house has eaten me up. May zeal for God's house eat you up. I said may zeal for God's house eat you up. I didn't say receive a visa to travel abroad. I said receive fresh zeal for God. See? He said the zeal for your house has eaten me up. We are looking at demonstrating zeal for God. And the first place to look at is your passion towards God's house. When you are zealous for God, it shows in your passion for God's house. Show me a person who is passionate about coming to church. And I tell you a man who is on zeal for God. Show me a person who cannot miss out on fellowship. And I can point you out a man who is on fire for God. You cannot have zeal for God and be lackadaisical when it comes to the things of God. It comes to fellowship and all of those things. No. David was a king who was very busy, but his greatest joy was always seen when it was time to go to church. Psalm 122 verse 1. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house. That's a man of zeal. I was glad. I was glad. I was glad. Some of you, when you are invited to the movie, your joy knows no bounds. When you are invited to eat out, your joy knows no bounds. But when it's time to come to church, that's when you begin to feel that you are not feeling so well in your body. It's not that you are tired. As for tiredness, one of the excuses I hate in my life is tiredness. Because I've seen tired people wake up and do things they, they said they were tired. Tired people who can stay by the TV and watch movie. Tired. Tired. You see, when what is involved is important to you, you can 
Tiredness can always be suspended. I, I have seen that over and over again. People who are tired to come to church, but they are not tired to chase for some extra cash. Tired to reach out to souls, but they are not tired when it comes to matters of personal interest, family interest, and personal advancement. Tired to study the word of God, but they are not tired to undertake courses that will bring them more money. Tired. <laughs> come again. The Bible says, I was glad. Somebody say, I was glad. Say, I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go. When you are losing your passion for God, one of the things you begin to lose is your joy for God and the things of God. Your joy, your joy, your joy. Joy is a stimulant. Joy is the thing that drives us to be able to do great things for God, even when we don't feel like doing it. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is our strength. May you never lose your joy. Look at David, the king speaking. He said in Psalm 84 verse 10, a single day in your court is better than a thousand. A single day in your court is better than a thousand. I will rather be a doorkeeper, gatekeeper in the house of my God than to live the good life in the homes of the wicked. I will be a gatekeeper. That's David. I will be a gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. I want to be the chief usher in your house. Sometimes people ask me, why is it that God is not lifting up people in church and making people so great? The question that I always struggle to answer is where they will be when God lift them up. Where they will be. Why can't God easily lift you up and make you the chief justice? Because when you become chief justice, he may lose you. And he knows your force from afar. He knows it from afar. He say, oh pastor, let him try me. He, he won't try you. He knows you. He will not put more on you than you can take. The Bible said, no temptation is taking you except that which is common to man. God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted? About that which you are able. He knows it. That when that temptation comes, temptation to see millions, oh, you will not be here again. When we call you, you won't pick up. So he just keeps you around the thousands and uh, five thousands and ten thousands. But I see your level changing. May your level change. Listen, set your heart right. Promotion and elevation is not difficult for God. But the person worthy of promotion is what God is looking for. It's not who to promote. It is who qualifies for the promotion. Look at what David says, Psalm 1, 2, 3, verse 1 to 5. Remember David and all that he suffered. How he made a solemn promise to God. He vowed to the mighty one of Israel, I will not go home. I will not let myself rest. I will not let my eyes sleep, nor close my eyelids in slumber until somebody say until. When you meet a man like that, you have met a man of the Until. Until. They stay on until. They are tired. Yesterday, you were sharing the testimony of our brother we were praying. The brother was tired. He couldn't say anything, but he was still here praying. You think God doesn't see that? You think God doesn't see that? <laughs> but still praying. Only God can tell the number of times I've stood here preaching when my body is in much pain that can be articulated by words. Yeah. But when you are tired, coming to church is a difficulty for you. Cheap excuse. <laughs> when people don't have passion for God, it's not difficult to tell. Oh. It's not difficult to tell at all. There are no tricks in this thing. Praise God. There are no tricks in this thing. 
David became king. The first thing, imagine you have been enthroned king. The first thing that comes to his mind is where is the Ark of the Covenant? I want to bring the Ark. That's the first thing. He's enthroned king in 2 Samuel chapter 5 and chapter 6. He's calling for the Ark. He's calling for the Ark. Somebody will be throwing parties left, right, center. He'll be throwing the regions. Oh, come and let's celebrate. Eventually, Saul is dead. And my hour is come. My enemy shall see. No, David said, my passion, my obsession is find a place for the ark. That's why after 3,000 years, there's still the city of David. That's why after 3,000 years, his name is still, songs are being written about him. That's why after many years, the only person, there are two major names in Israel that cannot be forgotten. David and that of Abraham. Because his passion was God. His passion was God. Number two, Jesus himself was zealous. Very zealous. Very zealous about church. <laughs> he came to Nazareth where he had been read. As he always did. Give me Luke 4, 16. He came to Nazareth where he had been read. As he always did. You see, what you always do reveals your passion. What you always do that things, no matter how tired you are, you can still do them. What do you always do? What is it that you always do? What is it that you always do? He says, as he always did. What did he always do? He went to the meeting place and he stood up to read. As he always did. As he always did. As he always did. Oh, when the lockdown was on, there were people who were happy that it was on. And they were even praying that they never things re, never restored to normalcy. Praise the Lord. Yeah. 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 As he always there is no day I miss church that I miss my offering. It's a commitment I've had with God for years now. That I'm not in church. And my offering I, because I'm not in church. No, 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 no. It's a commitment, it's a devotion. It's, it's, it's not it's a settled matter. Praise God. Every month, there is what I give in every service. And whether I'm in the service or not, is there. He's the one who goes to withdraw my money for me. You see, God is not a respecter of persons. But there are principles that when you respect, God respects you. Praise God. There are principles when you learn to respect. Last time Pastor Ray was say, preaching, I think I heard him quote uh, Dr. Mike Meadow. There is what we call the person of Christ and there's the principle of Christ. The person of Christ guarantees you automatic access to heaven. The principles of Christ will tell how far you will do well on this planet. There are many Christians who are not doing well at all. They are not doing well at all. There are too many of them. Spiritually okay. But in many other areas, things are not working. Because there are principles that are given for us to live on the planet. Praise God. They call it wisdom. Solomon called it the way of wisdom. Some things must come first. You see, the principle of first things first. God must be first or he is not in place in your life. If he is not first, he is not in place. There is one position God never takes in anybody's life. And that's the second place. He doesn't play second. God will never play second field to anyone on the planet. He is one above all or he's not at all. He's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Jesus always went into the temple. 
What of the early church? The Bible says, and they continue steadfast. They continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship. 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 They continue steadfast. They continued steadfast. The word steadfast means unwavering. They couldn't be distracted. They remain focused in fellowship. Breaking of bread. Two distinguishing marks about a zealous person's commitment to fellowship. Number one, a zealous person comes to church habitually, not occasionally. Habitually. Habitually. And let me tell you something. If you are going to be very successful in life, you must develop and learn the discipline of habit. 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 January, I will teach you on habit. Or maybe I could even start it in December. Habit. Habit. If you live a life where nothing is habitual, you are going nowhere. If you live a life where nothing is habitual, you are going nowhere. As for me, I don't like routine things. You don't have a future. Yeah. Routine. There are many things that are routine. Your bath is routine. You brush your teeth is routine. You don't like routine things, but you bath every day. You eat every day. Routine. And one of the most important spiritual habits is the habit of being in church. Look at what the Bible says. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. He says, let us not give up the habit. The habit of meeting together. He knows you have excuses. He knows there's traffic. He knows you are office bound. He knows all kinds of things are there. But the Bible does not lie. Let us not give up the habit. Let's not give up that habit. Because it's common. Some are doing it. That some are doing it does not mean you should do it. All things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful. I will not be brought under the power of any. They are habitually. David said, a single day in your court, I will be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. What do you understand who a doorkeeper is? It means he's the one who opens the door. And as a king, he, he was always there. Always there. Always there. You are not a king yet. <laughs> you are not the manager yet. You are not the oga kota kota yet. <laughs> yet you are too busy for God. Praise the Lord. Am I communicating to somebody tonight? I would rather be a doorkeeper. Jesus was always in church. He had a custom of being in church. Number two, zealous person comes to church and stays in church with the right attitude. They come and they stay. Somebody say they come and they stay. There are attitudes when you stay in church with it, you will never be blessed. You will never be blessed. You will never be blessed. May the Lord help me that Sunday I don't trespass into that area. Praise the Lord. Yeah, because as I'm talking now, <laughs> I'm having some different sensing. You stay in church, you will never be blessed. No matter who is a pastor, even when Jesus is your pastor, you'll never be blessed. Am I communicating here? You will never be blessed. Judas was in the church. Jesus was pastor. His destiny was old. You will never be blessed. Come to church and have the right attitude to be in church. Touch on three of such attitudes in our cross. One, the attitude to learn. Somebody say the attitude to learn. Yeah. Never be in church with a know-it-all attitude. Never be in church 
with the teacher's spirit. Be in church with the student's spirit. Be ever ready to learn. A wise man is a man who can be quiet and be taught what he knows already. That's a wise man. That's a wise man. A wise man can be quiet while he's being taught everything he knows already. Yeah. But an arrogant man is quick to show what he knows. Yeah. He will not even listen. I mean, the, the Bible said they spend their time learning from the apostles. Learning. Taking part in the fellowship and sharing in the fellowship meals and the prayers. Proverbs 9, give instruction to a wise man. See a wise man. Give instruction to what? A wise man. And he will still be wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. You want to meet a man who is wise? <laughs> when I meet people who talk a lot, I don't say much. Praise the Lord. I don't say much at all. Particularly when they should be quiet listening. I don't say much. I don't say much at all. Because who is quicker to commit a, a mistake in talking? The Bible said in the multitude of words, they wanted nothing. If you left me alone, if not for teaching or counseling, I would just be by myself, be reading and meditating. That's all. That's all. The word disciple is to be a learner. Somebody say a learner. A learner. A learner. A learner. Every time you are in church, you are eager and hungry to learn. You are not looking for a host to punch in sermons. Pastor must be addressing me. You are blessed if a message comes and addresses you. Yeah. I must be the focus of the teaching. It's because you are the focus of God's love. When you are a baby, you make all kinds of silly uh, statements. God will not talk to you if he doesn't love you. Am I communicating here? The people God talks to, those are the people God loves. Number two, the attitude to serve. A zealous person comes to church to serve and not just to sit. We've all been called to serve. Come to church to serve. Come to church to serve. Don't feel too big to serve in the house of God. You are not too big to be an usher. You are not too big to sing. You are not too big to be anything in the house of God. You may be big in some other areas, but not in the house of God. In the house of God, no one is too big. The Bible said, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of Christ. Don't assume the role of a spectator in church. Spectators never get rewarded. Have you ever gone for a football match where they finished the match and they were given the, the golden boot award? They called from somebody from the spectator stands and they gave it to him. They shout and shout and the food they ate before they went is all gone. By the end of the day, that's all. All they take home is a shout. They don't receive any reward. Praise God. Yeah. And if you are going to be rewarded in the kingdom, the key. The children of Zebedee came to Jesus. They say, uh, uh, grant us that we will sit. Jesus said, you don't sit until you are set. If you want to be seated well, start by seven. Number three is the attitude to give. Somebody say the attitude to give. The attitude to give. Church is not a place to receive. Church is a place to be equipped to give. You come to give. You come to give. 
The Bible said, give to God the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his cause. That's how you come. When you are coming, you are coming with something in your hands. Come with something in your hands. Come with a readiness to give. The giving of your time, the giving of your energy, and the giving of your substance. Am I complicating somebody here? That's how you demonstrate zeal for God. One day, King David wanted to build a temple for God. God said, David, you don't qualify to do this thing. David said, well, if I don't qualify, uh, the same thing God told him he didn't qualify. Because of zeal, he coined God in another way. Because if God says, don't build a house, but you make provision for the house, then who actually builds the house? That's why it's not the name that is known in spite of the fact that Solomon built the temple. It's still David. He said, moreover, look at this. It's all zeal. Somebody says zeal. Zeal. Somebody, you meet somebody debating on Titan first fruit. It's zeal. Zeal is not there. Zeal is not there. Zeal is not there. There was one year I issued a check of 50,000 cities as a seed in the church. Straight in the church. Zeal. What could that money have done for me? Many things. Many things. Am I looking at doing that? I'm looking at the time God will give me grace to do a hundred thousand straight. He said, Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God. Affection. Where is your affection? On the house of my God. The testimonies I celebrate are not testimonies of art that serves your personal interest. The testimonies I celebrate are arts that promote and advance the cause of Christ. Those are my testimonies. Those are my testimonies. I heard somebody give a testimony that issued a check of $80,000 at a go for the Lord. I was in a meeting when a preacher was speaking said he gave a check of $1 million for God. I said one day I'll do something. Praise the Lord. No, it's not about amen to me. <laughs> I said one day I'll do something. Where do I start it? I gave my 50 out. See, he said, because I've set my affection on the house of my God. I have given to the house of my God. Somebody say the house of my God. Listen. As for me, I'm one pastor who believes that your offering shows where your heart is. I believe it with all my heart. If you are going to be a leader of high standing around me, I will check your offering. No. no, 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 no. If your offering is not good, your heart is not good. Because you can easily sell me. I'm not communicating here. No, no, no. If your offering is not good, a leader who is not a giver, struggles with time, struggles with money. No, 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 no. You can be a leader at a certain level. But at a certain level, you will sell me cheap. The leader who saw Jesus was the leader who was very covetous. The money was with him. But even when it was time to release it, and I tell you there are things releasing money will do for you, no amount of prayer can ever do for you. I'm telling you. I've worked with this God for some time. Thank God for what some people are teaching now. You don't have to give to be blessed. You don't have to be... Listen. <laughs> when people who have given proper and have seen change of level are talking, don't join that rubbish. Yeah. Don't join that rubbish. God has blessed you with spiritual blessing. Material blessing does not answer to that. Material blessing responds 
the liberal soul shall be made fat. He that watered shall be watered also himself. The grace to give is what opens the doorway for the grace to receive. One time I was listening to Pastor Chris when he said at one time the only time he had been sick in his life. He had a meeting somewhere in Canada. Those times when he used to do meetings abroad. And all of a sudden, there was this attack. He didn't know where it had come from. He did all manner of things. Everything he knew about divine head, he did it. It wasn't working. Somebody had just given him some Mercedes. He said, God told him, give that Mercedes out. He placed a call immediately. He was far away in Canada. He placed a call. When the call went through, one hour afterwards, he doesn't know where the thing vanished. But it just left him. Now people are talking as if all we have is just the Bible. But thank God we don't just have the Bible. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. There are things that are not specific in the Bible, but the Spirit of God will prompt you. The Spirit of God. I mean, people speak today. I was listening to one preacher, a preacher of uh, uh, hyper grace or whatever. And he was talking as if when the Bible was written, he's supposed to be a charismatic preacher. The charismatic preacher must know that God is still speaking. Yeah, God did not stop speaking upon the canonization of scripture. No, God is still speaking. If canonizing scripture was the end of God's voice, there won't be any room for revelation. God is still speaking. God is still speaking. God is still speaking. Moreover, because I've set my affection, somebody say my affection. The year is coming to an end. Check the offerings you've given to God this year. That's what shows where your affection is. The reason why you can easily miss church, you don't so care so much about church, and you can say anything about church. You can speak. I mean, people who invest in church, Pastor James, they will do anything to protect the church. The people who can easily walk away from church when there's a crisis are people who don't give much in the church. Yeah. Oh, we know that God does not live in buildings. God does not live in buildings. Yes, we all know that. Don't preach to us. But the people who give, there is something that connects them to the building. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat. Because I have set my affection upon, I have given to the house of my God, over and above, over and above, over and above. One of the things I don't like doing a lot is talking, but yesterday when you were preaching, I the word hit me. When you were preaching, it hit me. When he was talking about zeal is contagious, and when he talked about the fact that the Corinthians, when they gave a report, of their, they are giving stirred up a lot of people. And I realized that no, I better speak about some things. Yeah. Because when I hear what some people are doing for the name of God, it stirs me up to do other things. Praise God. Please take your seat. When I took a decision that any preacher who comes here to minister should be free to receive an offering. It wasn't too okay with some of my people. And understandably so because we have been used to a particular system for a long time. But I am scripture driven. Yeah, I'm scripture driven. I'm scripture driven. Go to verse 4 of this scripture. My own special treasure of gold, silver. 3,000 talents. How do we know that? If it was hidden, nobody will know that. Praise God. Nobody will know that. One 
people don't want to give, they always say, listen, if you are giving and it's a show, I will know. It is God who knows. I'm not communicating here. It's between you and God. So whether you give it publicly or in your heart, God knows. And that's why it's important. The Bible says, analysis of they sold their land and they brought it. Why is it registered that they sold? They, they sold something. It could have been said they sold something. And they brought it. I'm showing you how to keep your passion for God alive. Keep your passion for God alive. This is the way. This is the way. You can't give to God and not be passionate about God. You can't. The woman who came and broke one year, one whole year salary. <laughs> one month first fruit is a challenge. One year salary. She brought it and broke it. She was the same woman who was kissing the feet of Jesus. Passionately in love with the Messiah. Passionately in love. The only time the Bible said prove the sincerity of your love was when we were talking about giving. Sincere love. Sincere love. For God and for the kingdom of God is proven by your offering. Not, not your singing. By your offering. Not your singing. What you give always reveals what's in your heart. What you give? What you give? What you give? The past five years, every year, from the beginning of the year, I review how much I give to the Lord. Because I don't expect to be in the same state. By the grace of God, I've never been in the same state financially two years running. There have been many occasions this month, I've given my personal money for him to use to do church stuff. Not once have I received church money to advance my cause. Not once. Not once. Listen. There is a kingdom way of living. And there is a world way of living. The Bible said, they that are in the spirit, they mind the things of the spirit. That's the way you live. You live in rest. You live a life of rest. There's really nothing I really, really say I need. That when I need it most, it doesn't come. I won't say I am fabulously rich. But you see, a poor person is the person who has needs and can never have them met. I am blessed. I am what? I am blessed. My secret is not to know. I have a heart for God. I have what? A heart for God. That's all. I have a heart for God. And that's the number one key you need to become anything in life. Anything you need in life. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my way. If you ask Solomon what was your secret, he said a heart for God. 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 I pray that this month will mark a new beginning for you. You may have lived for yourself the past 11 months. You have an opportunity to make a change. When you are zealous, you don't give excuses. Yeah. That which is impossible becomes possible for you because you are zealous. A zealous person doesn't take no. A zealous person is all out. And I pray that from tonight, a new heart shall be given you. A heart that is burning with hot, hot passion for God. Stand on your feet and put your hand on your chest. 
the things you are going after will soon come after you in the mighty name of Jesus the things people are chasing will soon come chasing you shout a better amen These are fundamental principles. Somebody say fundamental principles. Yeah. There are fundamental principles of faith. There are fundamental principles of faith. This is a walk of faith. Purely, that's what it is. It's a walk of faith. Put your hand on your chest. And speak to God about your heart. Because that's where everything we are talking about is. Speak to God about your heart. Speak to God about your heart. Speak to God about your heart. Lamba kabo sabra di vahanda da boko shabahalia. Lebrende vele 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 vele. Rabrado ko sabranda va. Your future is awesome. I'm excited about your future. But that future can never become a reality without a heart for God. That future can never materialize without a heart for God. Open your mouth and speak to God. Labranda va. And I want you to make a vow to God. Let's look at what David did and then maybe we'll close. Psalm 1, 3, 2. I want you to make a vow. Some of you, this is going to mark the beginning of your greatness. Tonight. Tonight will mark the beginning of your greatness. He said, remember David in and all his affliction. Verse 2. He made a solemn promise. Give me the New Living Translation. He made a solemn promise to the Lord and he vowed to the mighty God of Israel. He made a vow. He made a vow. He vowed to the Lord. Then he said, I will not go home. I will not let myself rest. I will not let my eyes sleep or close my eyelids in slumber until I find a place for the Lord my God. May that be your heart prayer tonight. I don't know what that selling vow is. For you, it could be some place you want to get to in life. I want you to make a commitment to God tonight. This is a very prophetic service. I sense God is doing some, something strange, something supernatural in somebody's life. It may not be too many people, one or two people, but that vow, there is something God is going to begin from your life the reference will be from today 10 November 2021 2021 some of you after this service is over note it in your diary because where God will take you from today you have no idea that which God will bring you how he will bring it you cannot explain it if your vow and your promise is genuine thank you Holy Spirit Father, in the name of Jesus, you know the secret of all hearts. You know the secret of all hearts. You know that which everyone in this service has spoken in their heart to you. I pray the Lord according to their hearts. Let it be done unto them. In the name of Jesus, and let this service mark a reference point for an indescribable turnaround in their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, let 3rd November 2021 go down as a turnaround day for someone. In the name of Jesus, financially turn around. In the mighty name of Jesus, maritally turn around. 
in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus thank you father for your blessing we give you praise we give you glory in Jesus precious name and the saints of God shout an amen has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Oh, 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 oh,